You are listening to the audio portion of the QB Power Hour webinar series. The QB Power Hour is a free bi-weekly webinar series for accounting professionals presented by Michelle Long and Dan DeLong, who are very passionate about the industry, QuickBooks, and apps that integrate with QuickBooks. You can find out all the details about the webinar series at qbpowerhour.com. So without further ado, here's Michelle and Dan. Good morning. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another QB Power Hour. We're very glad to have you joining us today. Our topic today is desktop migration, best practices, and a demo. We've got some great Intuit folks to help with this today. So we're very glad to have everyone with us today. Oh, my goodness. What happened? My name is Michelle Long, while Dan's getting back to the slides. Uh, CPA with an MBA in entrepreneurship, owner of Long for Success, author of five books. Check, check them out on Amazon. There's the links to our Facebook group. It is very active. We encourage you guys to continue the conversation out there afterwards. So and that's we, enough and we about just me. Over, we just crossed over 13,000 um, members in the, in the Facebook group, which is pretty phenomenal. And they are very active too. So I think it's awesome. They are, including Blaze, who is joining us here. Today. Yes. So thank you, Blaze. <laughs> appreciate that. Uh, a little introduction about me. Um, Dan DeLong, owner, uh, owner of Dan with worked at Intuit uh, with most of the, with some of the people on the on the panel here today, uh, nearly 18 years, co-hosting today, as well as uh, Workshop Wednesday, which uh, oddly enough is on Wednesdays uh, at, over at schoolbookkeeping.com and doing some tech editing for the QBO for Dummies uh, series and last year's top 10 pro advisor uh, for social media. Uh, so we've got a, uh, an, an expert panel. So we'll just go around the horn if you want to uh, unmute yourself if you want, but at least for Leah and, and, and Blaze, we're going to be presenting a few things today. Uh, go ahead. And I actually used to sit two seats down from Leah uh, when I was at Intuit. So Leah, pass yeah, it over to you. It's good to see you, Dan. Hopefully all is well. Um, I'm Leah Hartman. I am a principal professional services consultant under the partner sales channel team here at Intuit. Uh, been with the company for over 10 years now. I uh, used to work in support with Dan, and now I'm in sales. So excited to talk to you guys today about uh, migration. Blaze? Hey, so I'm Blaze, the payroll compliance engagement and critical response leader here at QuickBooks. You'll see me post a lot in the channel about payroll updates, what's happening, what's new in both the compliance as well as just the product in general. So Hopefully this will be a fun discussion as far as desktop migration goes, very near and dear to my heart. I was actually in charge of this project some six years back. So a lot of the improvements to the payroll space, uh, I actually had kicked those all off. And then I pass it off on to uh, Summit and Somia, who are also here. Uh, and they're actually on the line from India, but they are now currently in charge of the process. And they'll be here uh, later on the day to answer all the questions you have. Yeah, so as you are uh, have questions, um, go ahead and put those in the Q&A uh, portion, submit, and Somia, and, and just sent, uh, Jason will be uh, answering those those questions. I'm really um, uh, amazed that, that Jacint, uh, Jason uh, joined us here today because uh, um, he's been here longer than I have, you know. Yes. <laughs> he's, in the, he's in the sample company. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> he is, how, that's, and he is the founder and creator of Control Y in the desktop. <laughs> and all accountants love our journal entries, so we love Control right. Y. So thank you, Jason, for that and joining us today, as well as the others. All right. So a few details about the QB Power Hour. Obviously, it's every other uh, Tuesday, not, not Wednesday. I'm confusing <laughs> my webinars. 
uh, Tuesday at 12 Eastern. Unfortunately, not eligible for CPE, uh, but we'll be talking uh, next upcoming. Uh, we'll have you having a, a deep dive with Ignition, uh, some of the, the powerful tools that they can do. Um, and we're looking to do something maybe live at Scaling New Heights. So uh, uh, stay tuned for that uh, when we're when Michelle and I will be there uh, in person. So it'll be nice to it'll be weird to do something together, but also nice to be doing something uh, together. And then uh, Bookkeep will be joining us uh, in July, uh, talking about managing multiple payment methods uh, with them. And of course, we have the resources uh, uh, page, which is qbpowerhour.com slash resources for all the PDFs of, the, of all the slides, not just uh, what we're talking about here today, the recordings, podcasts, and uh, as well as other resources there as well. Uh, on our homepage, uh, you can see uh, upcoming uh, webinars, as well as other uh, other uh, like coffee and donuts uh, things that are um, that our friends at Intuit are are, are doing, uh, you can just register from there right from the right from the homepage of of QB Power Hour as well. Uh, again, a little housekeeping: if you have uh, specific questions about what it is that we're we're talking about here today, please put them in the the, the Q and A section. Uh, that will allow us to, you know, respond directly to you if need be, or if it's something that we kind of need to take offline, uh, they'll be able to follow up with you uh, post the webinar uh, as well. Uh, if you're watching on uh, YouTube or um, or the Facebook group, of course, you can just put in something in the in the chat there. In theory, I'm supposed to be able to see it, um, but because I'm doing a lot of different things at the same time, I, I can't really see it right now. <laughs> but as I pass the ball over to uh, Leah Blaze to talk about some of those things, I uh, should be able to see and respond to the, the comments uh, as well. We'll, of course, have the handouts uh, available to, for download uh, on the, the landing page itself. Uh, so our agenda today, uh, we're going to be talking um you know about which what is the right fit for uh, QuickBooks Online uh, migration. And when we talk about migration, we're really just talking about somebody who's currently in desktop and uh, and and might want to consider moving that desktop data into QuickBooks Online or migrating uh, migrating the data. We'll talk about payroll migration, which Blaze is is uh, super in 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 depth with that with that and and really. Uh, wants to make sure that things things come over properly and we'll talk about you know what happens what what do you and what do you do when when maybe it doesn't uh, we'll do a demonstration in between uh, those two things and then we'll of course take uh, q a uh, as well but first start start off with a poll uh, there it is over here okay so we're gonna talk about prior migration experiences that exceeded your expectation um Leah, um, you you do a lot of conversions, right? Or I actually work on the the team that does a lot of migrations and conversions. Yeah, okay. for sure. I used so to guys, do them back in the day. Right. <laughs> back in the day. Um, in the in you um, or your team, when you do a, a, a desktop migration, um, what would you say? You know, data wise, things that happen just. Usually it's 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 nice and smooth in the in the process. Uh, what would you say you know would be a good you know um, ratio of you know things that just went super smooth? Because I remember in when I was in support and I walked somebody through you know the migration process, it would be like that's it. 
that that was that was easy, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, step-by-step process is pretty straightforward when it comes to moving data from desktop to online and, you know, we've improved the process of course over the over the years. I think where we fall a little short is is uh, sometimes data is corrupted, sometimes the files too big, or there are specific add-ons like maybe payroll or inventory that might make it a little more complex. So I would say about 80% of conversions are usually pretty fairly smoothly, but if you've got like 10 clients that have payroll and the conversions just, you know, were a bit of a struggle, I can see how that would be like, oh my gosh, this is never going to work. <laughs> Yeah, take a look at the uh, share the results of the, the poll here. It keeps bouncing back and forth between my monitors. So, uh, yeah, it looks like uh, about 90, 19% said everything went perfect. Um, 46% saying better than I thought or that we got some few, a few train wrecks. And so we <laughs> we have a few of those. And, and we'll talk about some of the things to maybe uh, look at when you're when you're doing these uh, these these types of migrations. You know, Dan, I think that's an important point is we're going to be talking about some of the really nitty gritty here. But like like Leah said, I totally agree with her. 80 percent of the time, you're not going to have any problems. You know, so we're going to be talking about some things that happens occasionally. Um, But if you're just getting started converting from desktop to online with your clients, start with the easier clients that don't have payroll and inventory. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's going to help tremendously. So, Dan, go ahead. All right. So let's, uh, Lee and I, uh, we'll just have a little discussion about, you know, which clients are, are a right fit for, for QuickBooks Online. Um, do you have that kind of discussion in, in, in the team that you work with uh, when, when, when you're talking to, you, you typically, yeah, primarily, that was part, primarily and typically at the same time, do you primarily work with, uh, directly with accountants or, or end, uh, end users uh, switching uh, or migrating to QuickBooks Online in your team? Yeah, so for my team, we work mostly with the partner channel. So the partner channel includes accountants, whether they're um, a part of the large firms or uh, mid-sized firms, right, where you guys have account managers. And then we also support the QSP side slash resellers, um, ISVs and things like that. So I do cater mostly towards our partners and and I work with them mostly, uh, but I do sometimes have to work with their customers and their clients. And, um, you know, we do that as well. It just depends on who needs help. Um, and then do you have these conversations beforehand? Like we would review mm-hmm. with the client, the features and the workflows that, that are mission critical to them before saying, yeah, just go ahead and, and upgrade to or update to, yeah. to QuickBooks Online? Absolutely. I think it's a, it's hugely important to understand the differences between what desktop has to offer versus what QBO has to offer. And, you know, of course, the, the main question is, is, you know, are you going to see the value in QuickBooks Online by moving from a desktop product to the online product? And so having those types of conversations of do you see the value? Does the customer see the value? Do they want to continue moving their books, right? Being in the cloud, being successful for the future and being more proactive rather than, you know, reactive, which I guess people could argue we're kind of in a reactive state as it is now, um, but we absolutely have those conversations. I think the for me, um, it's not so much like a specific industry that you're gonna you're gonna find um, a good fit for QuickBooks Online. I think you know there are going to be situations where anybody could move, and it's really just about the data, what the customer needs or the client needs um, to get them to go to QBO or not. Yeah, that was that was always one of my um, uh, you know, you could never have just like a, a black and white answer 
you know, when it came to, you know, is it a, is this a right fit uh, for, for moving to, to online? Because one person's job costing uh, could be completely different than, than another. I mean, it's like, you know, going to, going to uh, uh, garage sales, looking for treasures, you know, sometimes it's, <laughs> it's, it, it's really just relative, you know, some people may not need, you know, the, the full fledged usage of, of what, job costing can do inside a desktop uh, and, you know, really understanding what would actually happen. And you guys have created uh, this, this article here. I've linked to it in, in the slides itself. I wonder if I'll be able to click it. I can. Yes. <laughs> um, because this is, this is something that is, um, is really valuable in understanding, well, what's going to happen, you know, to the data. And uh, this article here um, is, you know, it, it breaks it down. What moves to QuickBooks online? what doesn't move and what to expect. So this is a great resource for, for those that are considering moving to, to QuickBooks Online to really understand, you know, like if they have multi-currency, you know, and in the past, multi-currency was a, was, a, was a deal breaker, right? It's like just, you couldn't do it. Now it's transactions with three different currency types won't copy into QuickBooks Online. I mean, how, how frequently does that happen? Um, and if you do have that, you know, then then now you know. Okay, well, I'm going to have to recreate these these types of transactions to really get this get the data in there, or you know, come up with another alternative. Uh, payroll, which we'll talk to Blaze a, a little bit about. You know, how payroll moves over, um, what it is to do if it doesn't come over. The theory or the, the you know the the idea is that it would come over. Uh, doesn't mean that it always does. Again, based on how things are are currently set up in in the file. You know, price levels don't come over. So, is that a is that something that they're using inside of their desktop file? So, this resource is really um, really pretty powerful. So, it's it's good to have that understanding of what will and what won't come over and how it comes over. And that article is is available to do so. So, let's talk a little bit about the what we might consult, consider to be a showstopper. <laughs> you know, something that would be. Um, available, you know, or that they're using inside a desktop that this really doesn't uh, translate uh, too well. So payroll by job slash class, what would you, uh, I'll, I'll throw that over to Blaze since he's the, the payroll migration ex expert. So what would you say, uh, what, what is that, uh, you know, when you're really trying to decipher what, what that actually is? Sure. So between the two in this matter of, it's really gets down to how level of of details, how much level level of granularity you actually need to be able to do job costing. So for tracking it at the individual project level, so that on a particular work that he's done, that uh, a person sets X number of hours painting the fence, X number of hours of uh, washing the house, X number of hours of paving, we don't have it in payroll set up at that level. Right now, the job class is only set up at the employee level. So a particular employee for that given payroll run would have one set class. We are working on expanding this, but that's where we're currently set. God. So like the different um, hours and different times, you, you can't necessarily do that, even if you're using something like uh, the the timesheets in, 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 in QBO payroll. So if you're using the timesheets in the QBO payroll, 
you can divide it by the hours of work for that area, but that those classes in, the, in the QuickBooks time do not carry over currently into the payroll and throughout the rest of the ecosystem. So yeah. we're working on it. It's coming. Uh, it's hey. not quite there yet. But it's it's a, it's important to distinction to to make. You know, like maybe I can I can do what I need to do with time, not necessarily you know flowing directly into payroll to to get to the the, the profitability. That's part of those discussions uh, to have. Um, another thing is is customer roles. So uh, if they're using, especially if they're using enterprise um, QuickBooks, uh, enterprise allows you to be very granular in the. Um, I always compared it to a light switch, right? Like uh, QuickBooks Online is is on or off. You know, you, sometimes you give them full access or no access, and somewhere in between is uh, is maybe another light, right? So, <laughs> um, but uh, you know, enterprise is is more of a dimmer switch. You can get really really granular in in the lighting. Uh, you can add different colors. You can you know different effects and those types of things inside of the the roles. And, and QBO Advanced is is that's one of the uh, you know development opportunities for QuickBooks Online Advanced was always positioned as a you know use more flexibility with with users and roles. Um, and that's I, I I assume that that's coming. But of course you can't say yes no. It's <laughs> It's it's one of those things that is is certainly on the on the horizon uh, to be on level uh, price levels as we mentioned uh, they don't convert but there are price rules so uh, it's under you know important to understand what it is that price rules will do inside of inside of QuickBooks uh, online um, and maybe they will be sufficient for for the price you know to replace price levels and then we'll take some some work to to, to create those. Uh, sales orders is is something that is just not in in QBO uh, yet, but a lot of people will use estimates in place of sales orders. Um, but again, the 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 caveat of what a sales order does inside of inside of Premier and and Enterprise uh, doesn't um, doesn't really flow over at all, right? It, the open sales orders wouldn't even come over, um, you know, to QuickBooks Online if they are using one. Um, and then, of course, we're talking about the enterprise of the advanced inventory and the reporting. Uh, you would need to use, you know, an add-on, you know, if you are using that functionality. Um, and inventory, when it comes into specifically into QuickBooks Online, is is uh, I buy stuff and I sell stuff. I don't do anything to that stuff in between the buying and the selling of of that merchandise. When it comes to inventory tracking inside a QBO. Um, and some other functions of letters and memorized reports uh, don't necessarily, um, you know, come over. And um, a couple of months ago, we had um, we had In Young come from uh, Intuit, and we did a desktop feedback session. So we did provide a link there for the for the session, uh, as well as the the survey results uh, that we did during that during that feedback session of some of the desktop functionality that just doesn't pair into QuickBooks Online. Uh, but again, reaching back to that uh, prior article about what does and what doesn't come over and, and understanding how it comes over uh, is really what we're uh, focus on, focusing on here today. Um, so some migration best practices. Um, so this is kind of like, you know, stretching before you work out, right? <laughs> so before you, uh, you do some uh, conversions, you want to make sure that you have your, your feature comparison. Um, you want to have good data to, to move to QuickBooks Online. Uh, so verifying the data in desktop and, and correcting some of that. 
Um, and um, Michelle, we were we were talking uh, yesterday. And there are some uh, there's some resources in the uh, advanced certification, right, with uh, with regards to correcting some of these uh, tricky situations in desktop. Yes, there are some in the module nine of the advanced training. Um, so the QuickBooks product training, you know, the advanced level um, in module nine, it's on complex conversions. And it does cover, you know, some of the things that you want to do in desktop prior to converting, such as, you know, rebuilding the data file, verifying the data or creating a, a <clears throat> A backup portable. file, yeah, mm-hmm. portable copy, all these things that you should do prior to converting. It doesn't go as in-depth on some of that as you could. So, Dan, you're working on a session for scaling new heights on data file or data utility tools and everything. And Dan and I talked about doing that, you know, coming up as a future QB Power Hour. But in the meantime, that VCon is going on right now with the advanced training. You can get the supplemental guides, the handouts in the resources. So if you go to qbtraininginvents.com, and I'll drop it in the chat again. If you go over to the qbtraininginvents.com, go into resources, and you'll be able to go in there and you can, um, for the VCon, you can download that module um, for module nine, complex conversions. Um, that'll be, have a lot of useful info for you in there. Awesome. Um, and then some other best practices are try it before you, you know, leap into um, update, <laughs> updating into to QBO, um, you know, hitting the ground running, um, you know, uh, set up, set up a, a trial run uh, to see what you're in for. Um, the file should be local, right? Meaning that it's on the local C or local D drive. Um, you know, I always compared that to um, trying to get a, an elephant to cross a tightrope. Like if your file is, is on a file server somewhere and you're asking it to do something across uh, your network and upload it to online, it, it's possible, <laughs> but it's probably not going to be very, um, it's going to be messy. <laughs> so always have the file local to your local C or D drive logged in as the admin user. Only the admin can, can actually do this conversion inside of the, the desktop or maybe the, the accountant user as well. I may be over overstepping there, but it's always a good idea to be in as the admin anyway. Of course, you're being in single user mode on, on all of this stuff as well. But set, set up a 30-day trial of, of QBL. Um, you can set it up the trial as advanced. Uh, that way, you're you're choosing the the adver- the version that's the the highest feature set. Um, so you're making sure that you know whatever does convert um, comes over to um, to to QuickBooks Online Advanced, uh, and and you're taking advantage of of some of those features that that you might be like custom fields, for example. Um, you know, some it sometimes they come over, sometimes they don't. But if you if you don't have um, you know, if you're not using advanced, uh, they won't come over the way that you might have have expect them, expected them to come over. Um, and then you can always downgrade the you know downgrade the version if you're not even using those those features. Um, run it in QuickBooks Desktop and online concurrently, right? Like use that 30 day trial, you know, to to run it concurrently. It'll, it's going to help with the navigation learning curve, um, and uh, and and that sort of thing. Two. Um, so, Leah. Um, so let's let's talk about some of the clients that you should migrate to to QuickBooks Online. Um, so, what are uh, let's talk a little bit about that. 
Definitely. So um, one of the biggest things that we like to kind of talk about when it comes to moving from a desktop product to cloud is, is what are the advantages of working in a cloud, right? And I'm sure you guys probably know the talk tracks, anytime, anywhere access, right? We have bank level encryption security. So we take that on when we're working in a subscription-based product in the cloud. We take care of that firewall piece for you guys. Um, automatic data backup, of course, we all know QuickBooks Online Advanced does come with a uh, file backup, um, backup and restore feature. But the other versions, right, once you hit that save button, it's there to stay. Um, and there's no need to upgrade or um, do like patches installs, right? You always are going to get the latest version when working in the online um, product. And then, of course, upgrading and downgrading versions, of course, you can do at any time. So just a little bit of a, of a difference there compared to working in desktop. And, and we provide the support in addition, right? It's included in that monthly fee or that annual, however, right? If you're paying it, the client's paying it, um, whatever. So it's, um, those are the advantages of working in QuickBooks Online. And so as you guys can see, we're not talking about specific industries like, oh, only manufacturers and distributors can go to QBL or only construction workers. Literally, if anybody wants to move to QuickBooks Online, they can. Um, we don't necessarily go into the niches or the industry specifics. And we'll talk a little bit about the ecosystem itself and why we've kind of built it out this way. I think really where the questions come from is, is what is the the current um, businesses workflows? What are they currently doing now in QuickBooks desktop that needs to either be replicated in online or they can't miss it like a must have? And then what are the workflows that, that, that could be potentially worked on to enhance, modify and improve? And really, that's kind of where those conversations are going to come into play when moving to the online. So when I say they have to feel the value and see the value of online, I really do mean like they need to be able to see these advantages of QBO and say, you know what, I find this valuable for my business. And you have to believe it yourself as well. Um, so anybody could move, right? We talked a little bit about the differences in desktop products versus like like com complex conversions versus basic conversions, right? We can We can work through our list of clients that we have and say, hey, these are probably going to be low-hanging fruit clients that would be really good fits for QuickBooks Online. They're not using inventory and they're not using payroll. Those are just the, the main examples I always like to, to call out because that does require a little bit of setup, right? Like we know that if I'm going to move a payroll service, right, I'm going to have to do a little bit of setup. So that's going to take some time. Um, and so um, questions that I would ask would be like, how many users are you anticipating to have logged in directly to the file, right? Because with QuickBooks Online, the version of QBO you have will dictate what, what level you need. If you need more than three users, we know right off the bat, you're going to have to start off with QuickBooks Online Plus or higher, right? So it's not going to be necessarily about the business structure itself. Um, it's going to be more around the technology and the functionality that the business needs. I hope that made sense. <laughs> Yeah, there's no, uh, and as we're as we're seeing, there's there's no straight, you know, clear cut, you know, definitive yes or no. It's really find out more about it, and then just understanding well where is where is the data going to lie, you know? Because if you're uh, as we're talking about the the ecosystem, um, you know, this is kind of and and uh, I, I remember you know seeing this you know seeing this in my mind you know very vividly you know when I worked there is that. Okay, you know, QuickBooks is is kind of like your phone, right? You get a phone, whether you know whether you're Android or, or Apple, it doesn't matter. We're not going to start that argument, but you get a phone, right? And and you can go and then get apps, you know, to enhance that phone's experience. And that really what 
to my in my mind was this is what QuickBooks Online is. It's it's like the phone, and then you have you know specific apps that you can then enhance that, and that's tends to be where mm -hmm. those things are. Um, those tasks are actually handled, which then gets people out of your QuickBooks, right? So <laughs> maybe you don't want to have people in your payroll. So you want to have payroll outside of QuickBooks. Uh, maybe you don't want to have people in running reports or doing sales tax. So you want to speak to that, uh, um, Leah? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you actually took my, uh, my, my, oh, sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Just goes to show that like we are all like we all are like on the same talk track like Dan and I used to work together as we've mentioned before but like when I'm talking and obviously I'm on the sales side so most of the time I'm still working with accountants that are trying to understand or trying to get around objections when it comes to QuickBooks Online right and so I may come at this maybe a little more on the like guys this isn't a new concept right we all deal with apps if I were to access Dan's phone I wouldn't know how to open it I wouldn't know how to access his apps because it's designed for him and we've done this on purpose in the cloud ecosystem. This is designed this way. And so why not give QuickBooks Online, basically give like make it the core of the ecosystem. We'll start off with that's the core. That's where you're going to have all of your source and your data. But then allowing the ecosystem slash apps to build out the structure that the business needs. And this is why we say there is no definition of who's a good fit or not if we're talking about construction or manufacturing you know, there is no uh, restrictions in that regard because we have hundreds of apps um, that could solve for potentially anything. Now, there are some that are going to be like not good fits and those are going to be one off case scenarios. And, you know, that's conversations to have, you know, with folks like us here at Intuit to confirm, um, you know, but for the most part, I'd say a large majority of folks can move to QuickBooks Online. And I think it's just having that idea and that understanding of how our ecosystem works. So we have QuickBooks Online as the core. If we look at that middle circle, we have Intuit branded add-ons. So usually what that means is, is you can log directly into QuickBooks Online, access the branded um, add-ons directly through QBO. So there's no need to log into a separate website. There's no need to um, access like a different tab or anything like that. It's all in there. And that's going to unlock additional features, right? So your QuickBooks payments is going to help automate and make your uh, income right more efficient or your AR. You've got your payroll that's going to help automate and make payroll more efficient, right? Getting those W-2s, paying people on time, paying and filing taxes on time. You've got the time tracking piece, QuickBooks Time, that allows for service technicians and anybody who's actually, you know, being paid through QBO payroll to be able to clock in, clock out, right? And there's lots of cool features around those that maybe be out in the field and, you know, they're only allowed to be in certain areas, right? Geofencing and stuff like that. Lots of cool things. Um you guys probably already know, right? Uh, we did um, purchase MailChimp. So we have acquired MailChimp. And so we're building out an application uh, that integrates with QuickBooks Online. How do we help with the marketing piece for small businesses, right? How can we provide them with additional insights and data on how they can help market their business, right? To be more successful. Um, and then of course, you know, other things like QuickBooks Capital where we can front money for small businesses that might need it, right? Maybe they need that thousand dollars to pay their employees, but they haven't gotten the money from the from that invoice just yet. Lots of really cool into it branded, branded stuff. And that's just kind of scratching the surface. Those are the big ones, right? Those are just the main ones. But then we use the rest of the ecosystem, that outer ring. Those are third-party apps that are developed um, integration. They went to our developer website and they developed that integration with QuickBooks Online. 
Some of them are two async. Some of them just push data into QuickBooks Online. It really depends on the functionality or the workflow that needs to be uh, you know, completed. Automated, efficient, right? To make it more profitable. We are trying to avoid manual data entry. And that's pretty much it, right? And, and I always like to say, I'm... I know I'm going to make a mistake. If I were to try to enter and checks myself manually in QBO, I guarantee I'm going to fat finger something eventually. So why not let the power of the automation do the do that job? And so then we're just there to make sure we verify and 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 uh, make sure those tasks get completed. And so third-party applications, not everybody needs the same things. And so this is where that power of that ecosystem comes into play, right? If I am, you know, a, a clothing store, I might need an inventory management system, or I may need a point of sale system so that I can sell my clothing online. But if somebody is, a, you know, in a dentist's office, they don't need an inventory management system. So this allows for folks to kind of branch out and automate the pieces or add additional workflow functionality to their niche, or their industry, um, without having to have all these things. Right. With QuickBooks Desktop, there's all these things. And most of the time, and um, there's maybe like 20, 30 percent of, of QuickBooks Desktop that's being used per company file. Not everybody's using all the things. Um, and so we're allowing for folks to customize their ecosystem for their for their business. Um, I could talk about apps for days, but that's my spiel. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I think the, the the biggest the biggest challenge I think, especially for bookkeepers and, and accountants, is this outer ring has a lot of yeah buts, right? Mm -hmm. Like uh, to your to your point, you mentioned you know some of the apps may be two way synchronization and some may be uh, uh, one way, and um, and then how do you how do you manage that that data? Is it is it a right fit for the client? So it ends up being a um, you know a chasm of you know well how do I find the right the right one and a lot of them will offer a try before you buy right we can set up a trial uh to see what see what that synchronization is like or that integration uh is like before you know you, you you're spending three months uh in and realize oh there's a there's a feature that i i really needed all right so <clears throat> talk a little bit about the the data migration enhancements you know we talked uh, uh, a little bit about uh, some of these things but uh, you guys could actually do it for them, right? Yes, actually. And so this is the other half of my team that will be a part of what we call the migration factory. And so really what we're here to do is, is we're here to help you um, and, and move that data and, and kind of show you like, hey, this is the process and we're happy to help. Ultimately, what we really want you to do is, is call that number, that 800 number and and talk to a salesperson who knows about our migration factory process and to see if you're eligible and qualify. Um, and so th this is just kind of some highlights as far as like how this works. You know, and once you get into the process, there's about a 42 to 70, uh, 48, excuse me, to 72 hour biz, uh, SLA turnaround time. Um, give them the file and then um, you get QuickBooks Online um, data put, in, you know, from the desktop file and things like that. So they'll walk you step by step through that process. We have the times that they are available, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, so that would be the perfect time to call that number and say, hey, I'm interested in moving to QBO. What can you do for me? Uh, or move my clients to QBO, right? What can you do for me? 
Um, and then the other thing that we also just recently kind of like enhanced is the, the fact that we've allowed for more data to come from QuickBooks Desktop to QuickBooks Online. So one of the things that I hear all the time is QuickBooks Online is not a good fit for my client because my, their file is too big. And my my comment to that is, is that's not necessarily true because QuickBooks Online is on the cloud, right? It's pulling data as needed. And so there really is no file size limit. Now, yes, we have limitations for some versions of QBL, like you can only have 250 chart of accounts, et cetera, in some versions. But ultimately, data file size wise, right, there is really no limit. What happens is the, the, the actual tool that moves the data from desktop to online was only able to take so much data to the cloud. We've actually increased it from 350,000 targets to 750,000 targets. And I believe it's 2021 Pro Premier and Enterprise and above, if I'm not mistaken. I know that the, the articles that we linked on converting from desktop to online does have that data in there. So you can uh, verify if I'm um, fibbing or not. Um, but ultimately, what we <laughs> keeping you honest. <laughs> keep me honest, guys. You can tell me. Uh, you're a big fat liar, Leah. Um, but basically, <laughs> the the tool that moves that data, we've enhanced it and, and allowed for more data to, from desktop to online. So if it, if there's ever any question, like, well, this file is just too big. Um, it's it's not about the file being too big. It's about the the tool that moves that data into the online world. Leah, can I just add on there too? A lot of our desktop clients have been using desktop for 10, 15, 20 years. There's no reason to convert all of that data to QuickBooks Online. I usually recommend just the current year or maybe last year in the current year. Yeah. <laughs> and so condense that um, data file so that you don't have to convert all that old data. You still have that desktop file in the event you ever need it. So yep, anyway, exactly. sorry. <laughs> no, I love it. Thank you so much for the commentary. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Leah, for that, for that insight from the intuit side of things. So we're going to walk through a little bit of a demonstration of the process, which is super simple now. Um, and I'm actually uh, here and hopefully I didn't get disconnected, uh, but I'm in I'm using a Macintosh <laughs> and I'm in a cloud version of, of Windows in 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 the in a cloud server. Right. So normally you would say, no, 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 don't do that because, uh, you know, especially if you're using right networks or, or some other cloud hosting provider, the company file location uh, is not local, right? Because we talked about, you know, best practice, the, the file should be should be local. Well, I've worked with the, this particular cloud host and they've given me special access to actually have it local, have a local access point. Uh, yeah. And I'm in enterprise, which... Typically, when you're in QuickBooks, you would just go to the company menu as the admin, and you'd see this nice little option here that says QuickBooks, you know, export to QuickBooks Online. Well, you don't get that in, in QuickBooks Enterprise. So there's a there's a way to get to it, though, and it's a keyboard shortcut. So you got to bring up the product information window, which is this, which is a good reason to start with, uh, or a good way to start with, because you're going to be looking at those total target uh, links. Uh, and whatnot, and you'll be confirming that the location is is local. This is not local. Uh, I mean, it is local, but it's. I mean, it, you, normally it would start with a C or a D, uh, and then in your file location, and then you'll be going into, um, you know, in, into the local, you know, to ensure that it's a local, um, a local drive. So a Q drive or you know something that's not C or D would not be something to to, to work with. So. You'll be able to see the target limit here, uh, you know, the, or the target size. 
Um, you'll see, you know, anything about the, the particular file itself here. But uh, in enterprise, you want to get to this screen, and that's uh, the F2 key or Control 1. Uh, and then you do Control B and Q, and then click OK. You know, like nothing happens when you click Control B and Q until you click OK. Uh, then this screen comes up, which is the exact same thing that you would see by going to company and export your company file to, to QuickBooks Online. And of course, we're having latency, right? So, <laughs> so this first screen is going to come up with, let's, let's export your data to QuickBooks Online. You're ready to move, ready to move now, or I want to try it first, right? So this would set up that trial that we're talking about. Now, if you're an accountant, um, don't do it here. Right, set it up in your in your QBOA first, uh, because one that's going to make you the primary admin and the accountant user, and we'll talk about why that is important uh, in in a, in a bit. But you'll want to uh, click on try it first if you're if you're just doing this from from your your client's company and you're going to use the client's information, um, and then you're you're ready to go. So I'm going to I've already set up the company file, so I'm going to uh, say I'm, I'm ready to go, and then. Um, First, it's going to ask if there's inventory used, then you want to set up your, your inventory tracking. Now, QuickBooks Online handles inventory differently than, than desktop uh, by using uh, FIFO as its cost calculation. Uh, what's the best practice, uh, Leah, for, for what date to, to choose here when you're, uh, when you're setting up your, your inventory tracking? Ooh, that's a really good question. I don't actually know what the answer is to that one. Um, I would assume I it's the you. first of the year. <laughs> I'm not, start of the I'm not quarter a data migration great. expert. <laughs> yeah, so start of the quarter or start of the year. So basically you want to kind of yeah. start the quarter clean as you kind of go into it. All right. Draw a line in the sand somewhere uh, and, and make that happen. Now, if you've been filing uh, differently, uh, you know, based on cost calculations and you want to make sure that you talk to your accountant uh, to, to make sure that these cost calculations will affect, I mean, they are going to affect your, 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 your financials by changing the, the, the way you're recognizing the cost of your inventory. Um, and then if you also have um, multi-currency, uh, it will ask you the question there of what your home, home currency is so it can set that up as well. Now, this is a, this is a bonkers, <laughs> as Hector would say, this is a screen that drives me bonkers. Um, do you have a QuickBooks Online account? Right. So what it's asking for here is, do you have a login for QuickBooks Online? Do you not? And this is not, do you have, uh, do you have a QuickBooks Online company to that login? So I would, feedback, <laughs> I would love this to say something about the login, not the, <laughs> not the QuickBooks Online account. But that's what it's asking for here is, do you already have a login that's associated with QuickBooks Online? Uh, so you just say, yes, sign me in if you do. If you don't, then you would create a login. All right, so we're going to... I think the better way to explain it is, like, do you have an Intuit ID that you can log yeah. into, like TurboTax, <laughs> Mint.com? That's like QuickBooks Online. It's the same yeah. user ID and password. Or a little or a little thing that says, what's this? You know? Or... Right. <laughs> exactly. All right. And so it's just going to ask you to sign in. And um, I tried this earlier today. It did take a little, a little while to do that. Uh, so I, we're not going to wait for it to happen. We'll just pretend everything happened because it did. Uh, but you would choose create a new company if you're doing the, the trial or choose a company that's already, um, already on your list. So if you're an accountant, do it in QBOA first. 
uh, or go to you know quickworks.com and set up the 30-day trial there invite yourself as the accountant so that you it brings it into your your client portal uh, because you are you do want to do this as as the accountant user in that file uh, if you are the accountant or bookkeeper so Dan uh, one one word of caution here, because yes, it is a best practice to go ahead and create the company and set up that subscription in QBO bef- other than through here. So it is a good idea to do that first. But when you're going through here as the accountant, you're going to see a lot of your clients listed out there. Be very, very careful. Mm-hmm. I had I had this one guy who had like Blue Summit gas, Blue Summit tire, Blue Summit whatever. Well, needless to say, he got click happy and clicked the wrong company, and you can mm-hmm. reconvert from desktop to QBO, but when you do, it wipes out what's there. Yeah. Um, so be very, <laughs> very careful. <laughs> I did four conversions yesterday, and they all had the word Josie in it. Uh, so, yes, you, you had to be very um Make sure that you yes. just didn't overwrite the last data that you did because that will happen, but it will ask you, you know, before you do that. Uh, As so a suggestion, back. what you can do is when you create your this company account, you know, you're going to overwrite it. You're going to change your name anyway. So you can name it one, two, three, four or migrate here. And then mm-hmm. after you do the migration process, that'll overwrite the name anyway. And then you can have all the names updated. That's okay. a good idea. All right, so I'm going to choose. Um, I'm going to choose to create a new company just for the, this purpose, so that we can actually see what what happens from the, the QuickBooks desktop side, right? And it's then going to run through this process, go through you know the the status bars. You, you'll see them flickering by, and it's going to go through each uh, each process. So receiving your transactions, syncing your payroll data, and this is where it got hung up. Um, when I was doing this bef- the, before, uh, but it actually did go through. It just took a long time, and then the efforts of, efforts of time, or the the uh, yeah, the uh, respect the time. I <laughs> lost my chain of thought there. But in order to uh, pretend that things already happened, what's going to happen next is you're going to get a couple emails. I mean, that, that's it from here. You know, this is all you need to do inside of inside of QuickBooks Desktop. Once this bottom part goes. Um, Especially if you've done, um, you know, QuickBooks Online Advanced, it will prompt you to download the the desktop online advanced app. Uh, but at that point, you're done from from the desktop, um, and then you just wait, right? It's uh, you 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 put all the ingredients in the cake pan, you put the cake in in the oven. Now you're just baking, no peeking, right? You can't peek, and even if you try to peek, the door's locked, right? Like you can't even get into the company until the the the, the cake rises. Right. And what's going to happen is you're going to get a, a series of one or two emails. If you're the accountant, you'll get two emails. Uh, if you're just the user, a company user inside of the comp- uh, company admin user inside of the company, at least you'll get the email that says, hey, the, the data is complete. Uh, so here we go. Okay, So this is the email that you'll receive once it's completed. It'll say, congratulations, your data is now available. Right, and there's lots of resources built in here of what to do, you know, how to navigate, get started, uh, complete your setup. Um, so the resources are there. A lot of people just overlook them and just <laughs> go right in and see what see what happened. Uh, but you want to be the accountant because you're going to get this email. And and Blaze and I had a had a nice healthy discussion to figure out who what do you got to do in order to get this email because this email comes to accountants because accountants are concerned about it, 
Um, but it has this nice little import summary report. Um, and it's super helpful. Um, and I've got it open here. And it's an Excel spreadsheet that, that comes up, right? And it's got information about um, some information about what it is uh, that you converted, um, you know, whether they used online banking or payroll, uh, multi-currency multi was used, um, partial billing, if they used inventory. So a lot of yeses in here. I don't know if you can see that. It's kind of tiny. <laughs> but down here at the import summary, it's a, it counts up the number, you know, by, you know, the, it's listed by account. So it counts up the desktop number of accounts and it counts the, the online number of accounts and tells you what the difference is. And lo and behold, gives you an option to see why <laughs> there's a discrepancy. Right. So in this case, it takes me to the accounts tab here. Uh, purchase orders, estimates and sales orders is an account inside of QuickBooks desktop. Uh, doesn't import those. That doesn't affect your book. So uh, estimates and purchase orders as an account don't come over. Uh, so, OK, well, that that answers that question. I don't necessarily need to, you know, hunt through uh, the entire you know, data file to figure out which which accounts uh, wasn't because they've provided it for me in this export summary uh, right there. Um, vendors, right? There's 54 vendors in the desktop, 63 that came into QuickBooks Online. Why, why was that? Well, you got a little link there to see why, right? So there's a list inside of QuickBooks uh, desktop called the other names list, which uh, is usually set aside for, for owners or you know, names that don't, that aren't customers, vendors, or, or uh, employees. Uh, so you're able to put another name list uh, together. Uh, that doesn't exist in QuickBooks Online, so it turns them all to vendors. That's that's what it does here, and it tells you that uh, in this in this uh, in this import summary, right? And then, you know, so every um, every line, uh, or I'm sorry, every list element is going to have you know something in the import summary. You'll see the the customers. Okay, there's one one forty six in the the cust in the desktop file, and there's one forty six in the online file. Oh, great! I know all my customers came over. Um, employees three came over. Yay! Okay, so all right now down here we have okay. There's a discrepancy, right? It, it tells me my inventory asset um, came over uh, was three, $30,683.38 in desktop uh, online. There's a slight discrepancy, which is $91.19. I'll let you dollars to donuts. That's probably because of the FIFO <laughs> and cost calculation that why that discrepancy is. But now you at least have somewhere to look, right? And then you have your uh, payables accounts of 29 cent discrepancy. So this gives, this gives you an idea of, well, where do I begin? And then there's also links in here at the bottom to what do I do after I complete uh, the import process. So I think when it's still importing again, uh, I was going to go into, let's go back here. Where, where's the slides? Okay. <clears throat> so I'm going to throw this, um, this other poll question up here of, do you have clients to migrate, but need help? And while I am running that poll, we're going to talk a little bit about with, uh, with blaze about payroll. Uh, so I wanted to bring up, the Rock Castle Construction Company here. I go into the desktop. I'm going to cancel out of the out of this. So that uh, the part to change, you know, to check on is, you know, 
if you didn't get that uh, import summary, then you, you want to do run some reports and it'll give you the, the, the things to do, which is uh, typically running a balance sheet and, and uh, profit and loss on an accrual basis uh, for all dates. And, and Leah or Blaze, wh why do you do it on an accrual basis for all dates? Who wants to answer that? <laughs> no one. I'll do it. <laughs> Michelle, go ahead. <laughs> the reason you want to do all dates is to ensure you're getting all transactions. Sometimes people can fat finger it, like Leah said, and you could put something in there for like 2025 or 2030 or, you know, you could have a, a transactions got the wrong date. So you want to do all dates. All right. And especially, um, you know, cash-based reports, are going to look a little differently if something got unapplied during the process. Sometimes uh, payments uh, are, are applied creatively, uh, I guess is the best way to put it, in, inside the desktop. Sometimes journal entries are used as discounts. And uh, again, in the, in the translation of moving it from desktop to online, it may become unapplied. So running it on a cash basis, you're going to be, it's going to be different. So you want to run it on an accrual basis, as as uh, as Michelle said, to make sure that everything at least came over. Um, there may be some things that you need to do, you know, post conversion to reapply some of those things. Make sure that your cash and, and accrual uh, reports are, are a little bit easier uh, or, or closer. Okay, so I'm going to try. Whoops, hold on. We got some Zoom issues here. Uh, and we'll move this here so we can get our desktop and our online somewhat side by side. Hey, Dan, Oops. I think folks are asking about the poll question. It never came up. Oh, maybe I should hit the word launch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was just seeing a bunch of. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> there we go. Okay, so we've got people. Thank you, people. Leah. I'm sorry. I'm trying to do VCon and this, so I missed that. Sorry about You're that. <laughs> All right. So here we have uh, the Rock Castle Construction Company in as it came in online, uh, and here is the Rock Castle Construction Company uh, that I came that I came in, in in desktop. So you can see by running these on all dates on accrual all dates accrual, you know, you can just, typically what I do is I go down to the bottom line and look there first, right? So there is a slight discrepancy between my liabilities and equity. Um, so what we would then be doing is starting to look at, you know, those things going back and forth. But we know that from the import summary that there is a discrepancy because some of those balance sheet accounts didn't come over exactly uh, how they came. Uh, we can look at those um, those accounts between the two, identify where the discrepancy occurred, either make an adjustment, um, which you can do as the accountant now. You can actually do that in the um, in the accountant tools to make a a, 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 a lump sum adjustment uh, through the through the month end bookkeeping setup or cleanup uh, tool, and then just move on from there if you if you decide to. Um, what was I going to say here? Oh, wanted to see. So then let's talk a little bit about uh, payroll. So Blaze. Um, oh, great. <laughs> Something's not quite right. <laughs> All right. Let me try to go and refresh. So let me sign back in again. Probably log me out. So go to um, 
So Blaze, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, how we can tell if your payroll data uh, came over. Sure. So the quick and easy way to do that is as soon as migration happens, just go to the payroll and you're going to select to go to the payroll overview tab. So that's the current page view that you see. And you're going to click on that edit pencil icon on the your team's your payment payments are ready. So click on that pencil, go to the next page. And this is what you should see. Something like this, where basically you see last paid is has dates in it. And you can see if the person was paid in this year or not. So little catch about this thing. So right now, if you look at the very last person on the list, Terry terminated, was last paid in 2014. So that's what we consider an inactive employee. We are assuming you're not going to continue to pay Terry. If you had been paying Terry outside the system, you could click on that no button, and that will then toggle to a blue yes, and then you could complete the pay history information for Terry if you wanted to activate Terry. Right now, we're assuming not. Everyone else, you know you paid them this year. Now, Catch two, when you migrate from QuickBooks Desktop to online, actually, Dan, stay on that page real quick. Nope. Right. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> All that QuickBooks Online needs to know is, did you pay this person this year? Because we need to make sure that the year-end, we can do all the year-end forms and filings correct. So this, at this point in time, for all these people that are paid this year, QuickBooks Online will consider these to be active employees. So if you paid someone in January, you terminated them in February, they will list here, you'll see their date, and you'll see they're paid this year because we do need you to complete the payroll setup so we can get the year ends correct. But then afterwards, you need to go and deactivate those employees. Otherwise, you will continue to be paid for them, uh, the monthly charge. Now, that's for if things went well, you see dates, you see read only yeses, everything's good. Next page. If the payroll migration did not happen, There'll be no dates listed, and you'll see a whole bunch of blue button yeses, which just means, hey, you have this employee there. If you don't want to set them up, if they're not active, if they, if they were not paid this year, then you could tell them no. Otherwise, we do want you to complete the setup for them. Honestly, if I see this page, the number one thing that I want to do is go back and try the migration again. This most likely happens because there was a connectivity issue at the time of the migration. Um, so whether network somewhere along the way, there was a little glitch and they did not fully come over. And because of that, we broke the payroll data. So go back, try it again. And most likely it will work the second time. And, and as far as like the uh, behind the scenes things, a payroll is like the last thing that, that gets migrated. Is that what, is that what you're saying? What happens first is the accounting data comes over first. And then when we see that there are employees with transactions, a secondary process is kicked off to pull the current year payroll data. Again, it's just current year payroll data that comes over as payroll data. Your books are still the same. Your accounting data is all the journal entries from every payroll you ever run. But from the payroll section, it's only going to be to the current year payroll data. Gotcha. So the... um... The financial impact of the payroll did come over, but then it's that last step of actually putting in that uh, into the payroll module itself. Right, correct. And for some folks, they have a lot of custom pay types. So in QuickBooks Desktop, you can do absolutely anything you want to. So I have seen uh, plenty of custom pay types where uh, employees were paid in produce. So all this and that, which QuickBooks Online may not necessarily really understand. So you're going to have this other item come up about syncing up your QuickBooks desktop payroll items. So if you click on start there, 
that'll take you to a page to say, hey, in desktop, you had this thing that we don't know what it was. We can see how it was taxed. So we know that. And here's the name of it. But we don't know what you what it really should be according to QuickBooks Online. So I created this thing called XYZ Allowance in my QuickBooks desktop file, which uh, on the right-hand side, I'll map it now to where it should be. So if you go to the next slide, you'll be able to see, can you flip the pay type, click allowance. I can see how it's taxed there as well. Um, and then once I get that kind of lined it, yep, this is the right way. Then you're going to click on save to actually save that data. Please note though, the taxes that were applied in desktop may not necessarily be what QuickBooks Online has it as. I've, had see, I've seen plenty of files where the customer had made a mistake when they set up the pay type in desktop, so it was not taxed correctly. Um, but QuickBooks Online says, you know, hey, this is legally how it's supposed to be taxed. We'll take care of it. And it's okay if it doesn't match. We actually have another page that will pop up to let you know, like, hey, here's a difference. Here's impact. Here's what you need to do next for that. So it's okay if it's not right. Um, sorry, if the case doesn't match. You, but you do want to make sure you do you select the correct pay type so that is taxed correctly. Once you're done that, you click on save. And in the background, we're actually going to reprocess your entire payroll data based upon now we know how things are mapped over, which therefore then allows us to bring over all that pay history information for any of those employees that had those pay types. Because now we know what they are. We know what they're meant to be. That was that. That's something that's new because uh, when I was there, it did not have that in the in the payroll migration. So this is this yeah. is a nice uh, feature functionality because of you know the the, the desktop payroll is um, some people can be creative or, or be explicit in what they're what they're doing inside of the the pay um, uh, the payroll module. Uh, so this puts it on par. Correct. So yeah, I actually made that page. And so has taken it over, so it's going to be look a whole lot nicer. Um, I only had basic skills, so I was making that one, but it's uh, it's going to be improving. So look and feel that may change a bit, but the functionality, how it actually works, is going to be the same. So we did talk about the import summary report. Um, it is something that you want to make sure that you're the accountant in order to uh, accountant user in order to get it, and you need to be the accountant, the lead accountant. So not just a, an invited team member uh, doing doing the conversion. Um, I actually had a, a, an issue where uh, somebody else was getting the import <laughs> import summary report and I was doing the conversion. Uh, we found out that they got it and they forwarded it to me so I could review uh, review that. Uh, so they're here in the slides uh, to, to kind of review, but it uh, gives you an idea of, of that. I know we're, we're a little bit over our, our time here for the hour. Uh, we do have some resources, you know, there's how the, you know, summarizing, you know, how the data converts the article, uh, the, the the desktop migration article, you guys have created a nice little tutorial video of, of walking people through the, the, pro the process. There's articles about what to do post-conversion. Um, and then there's a payroll webinar that you guys have created uh, to be able to, uh, what to do after, how to do those audits uh, to make sure that the payroll information is set up uh, correctly. Um, I've created a QuickBooks conversion data guide. Uh, you can create a, a, a go to the link there and just kind of walk through. It's a, kind of a choose your own adventure. If you're going from desktop to online or online to desktop or Sage 50 to QuickBooks online, you can kind of work your way through the um, the questions that, that you might need to, to ask uh, either yourself or the client uh, to make sure that you're uh, what, what's going to happen and you have those expectations. All right, so I'll have the last poll. After this webinar, 
Um, how do you feel about desktop migration? This is a multi-select, so you can choose multiple answers. You know, this was information was helpful. I already do my own. Um, you can insert your Charlton Heston voice here. I'll give up my desktop when you pry it from my cold, dead hands. <laughs> but uh, Blaze, it looks like uh, folks have dropped off already. Uh, Blaze, thank you for joining us here today. It was really helpful uh, to get uh, the Intuit insight uh, as far as uh, changes that have uh, that have happened in the in the migration process. Um, and we really appreciate your participation in the Facebook group when some things go awry <laughs> uh, when that happens. Um, so we really appreciate you joining us uh, here today. My pleasure. And actually, Janice is actually asking a quick question about when you should actually get the payroll service. And again, this goes back to ideally, make sure that you when you select which QuickBooks Online product you want, that you also select which payroll service you want as well. And if you do select Elite, then we can actually do the payroll setup and take care of all that for you as well. So the options are there for you. If you do not select a payroll service, but you do have payroll data or employees with transactions in your QuickBooks desktop file, then we will automatically give you a free trial version of payroll so that that data has someplace to go. Um, and you're, you can just turn it off if you don't want it during in the year account settings, subscriptions and billing area. Awesome. Um, well, we are running a little over. So if you do want to continue to the, the, have the, have questions or, or comments, uh, put them in the Facebook uh, group or on our YouTube channel and we'll, we'll, forward those over if we need to, to, to the folks at Intuit to, to really answer those questions. Uh, again, thank you for joining us uh, for our QB Power Hour. Hopefully we'll see you next time um, in a couple of weeks um, where we talk, uh, take a deep dive into uh, ignition uh, on the next QB Power Hour. Michelle, always great to see you. Good to see you. you Thanks. Have a great day. Thanks, Blaze. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, everybody in the background helping too. Thank you all. We hope you enjoyed listening to the QB Power Hour podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to ask them in our Facebook group. You can find those resources and much more at qbpowerhour.com.